Welcome to the Emotional Wellbeing Podcast. My name is Erin Martin, and I'm a holistic health and life coach. I teach you how to master your emotions so you can feel in control of your choices and build better habits, mind, body, and spirit. Follow along and you will discover how to increase emotional flexibility and resilience through simple lifestyle changes and mindset hacks. Here we go. Episode 21, Three Reasons to Love on Yourself. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Emotional Wellbeing Podcast with myself, Erin. It's been a really long time since I did an episode. I would be honest here, the podcast, and I've talked about this in the past, has been challenging for me to uh, put episodes out consistently, although I am proud to say this is the 21st episode. But so I thought maybe I would take a break from just doing them on my own. And I did a few with um, some guests, which were amazing. Had so much fun. So if you didn't see those episodes, those were the last three episodes, I believe. Um, I did them with some former clients of mine, and we talked about lots of interesting and cool stuff. But now, after uh, you know a couple months break, I've decided that I need to get back on here and speak to you guys. So I have a list of topics that I want to cover. But today, the one that I thought I would speak about since it's February, and while I'm not really one for Hallmark uh, occasions, I don't like being forced to, I don't know, do things that other people are doing. (laughs) Um, It is the love month, and I thought it would be good just to come on here and chat a little bit about self-love because obviously it's a topic a lot of people talk about. It's a bit done to death. But I do have three reasons why I think that practicing self-love is key, and I thought I would just share them with you guys. So here we go. And before I start, you know, I'm all about emotional health. That is the whole purpose of this podcast for you is to try to help you build your emotional health and resilience. And self-love is definitely a piece to good emotional health, in my opinion. It also, I would think of it as kind of being like an umbrella where there's a lot of other emotions that end up falling under the guise of self-love, things like self-compassion, empathy, understanding, patience, um, resolve, determination. Like self-love is kind of like the parent and then all of those other emotions could be considered like the babies. But if you don't have you know, a foundation of self-love, it's going to be really hard to feel authentic when you're practicing those other feelings. Because self-love is kind of the be-all and end-all of it, guys. You know, without self-love, it's really difficult to make positive changes, yes, but often we can use willpower. But it's really hard to keep those changes. It's really hard to kind of build yourself a great life when it's not built on self-love. Maybe it's built on self-loathing, for example, and wanting to hopefully like 
do your way to liking yourself better or achieve your way to to self-love, then often when we get there, it's just never still, it's like never enough because the original story is that um, we're not worthy to begin with. So when we start from self-love, even though, you know, let's say it might take a little bit longer to get to where we want to go um, because we don't have some of that like intensity of energy that comes from hating ourselves or criticizing or being competitive or um, wanting to try to be perfect or to prove something. But when it's coming from self-love, often I find my actions are more quiet almost. They're less pressing and more slow, patient, almost kind of calculated, right? Like I'm not rushing to get somewhere. I'm just kind of enjoying the process when I'm doing things from self-love. Whereas when we do things from self-loathing, we tend to want to get away from that feeling quickly. So then we're like rushing towards the thing that we want or rushing towards our goal or just trying to like do our self-care the best way that we can. So that way we can prove that you know, we care about ourselves when it's all done. It's like, see, I did yoga <laughs> or whatever. <clears throat> okay. So let's talk about self-love in that way. This is my first, my first reason why I think it's really important to practice is because it is the key ingredient to lasting change. Any lasting results that you hope to make in your life, whether that is health goals, you know, finding, uh, a loving relationship, maybe healing um, any sort of like family conflict that you have, you know, with my own self, getting through addictive behaviors, leaving a toxic relationship, which I also did, building a business, like all of these things are only made easier when you come from a place of self-love, which means that you want to do well for yourself, you feel deserving, you you know, it's like if you have a friend that you love, like you want what's best for them, right? You look at them and you think, of course, whatever they want, whatever they want to feel, whatever they want to achieve, of course they should have it because I love them and I want what's best for them. And that's kind of the same way that you should feel about yourself. Like I love myself and I want what's best for me. And even when we come upon hard times where, you know, sometimes we do things where it doesn't seem like it's coming from self-love, it seems like it's coming from self-sabotage. We can still get to that place and recognize it and be like, okay, well, now what? Now what do I want to do? Like your friend, you see your friend, I don't know, go back to the same like crappy boyfriend that she's had. And when she finally kind of realizes it again, you don't beat herself, you don't beat her up about it. You're like, okay, well, now what do you want to do? Like what's best for you now? So it's kind of, I think self-love is really self-support and it's a relationship that you have with yourself. It's not something that you arrive at and then you're just there. It's like a practice, like a process and something that you have to nurture and put time and energy and care into. But because it takes effort that's required, then you kind of learn how to put energy and effort into something. And I think that also really helps with making the changes that we want is we know that that is a, a journey. That's a process that is something that is going to require us to have to make the effort. And when we get to whatever that change is or that goal and we have self-love there, it's easy to keep because we think that we 
we deserve it. And I hate using that word deserve because it makes it seem like we have to earn things or, you know, like there's something we have to do in order to be deserving when really we're just born inherently deserving of everything. My friend doesn't say deserving. She says uh, entitled. <laughs> she says I'm entitled to it, which I, I love. Like I hear what somebody might think is like, it's, uh, I don't know, kind of like a high and mighty way to think about things. But I really love the idea that I'm just entitled to everything that I want, because why not, right? And if you love yourself, like I love my daughter to death, I think she's entitled to whatever she wants in life she should have, because I love her. And I think she's amazing. And it's so easy to do it for other people and so difficult to do it for ourselves. So you know, when you get to the changes that you want, if it's built on self love, it's gonna be a lot easier to maintain all of the habits required to keep those changes going and make them just into a reality for you. Okay, number two, this one is a bit more of a deeper meaning, is when you love yourself, it releases the people in your life of the responsibility of convincing you that you are lovable. And this is huge, obviously. I mean, it sounds complicated. <laughs> so let's just break it down. And this is speaking from experience. You know, sometimes you have these like aha moments when you're least expecting them. You're like driving in the car and all of a sudden your brain just like presents you this deeper layer of, of meaning and healing just completely out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, that's why I did that. And I was thinking about, you know, my, my past relationship that I was in the long one and how one of the biggest mistakes I made in that is I didn't love myself. Like I, I loathed myself. I didn't like myself. And so then I made it his responsibility to prove that I was lovable. And that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody and it's not their job, right? And they can't ever do it perfectly either. That's a tall order. And then it made me extremely sensitive to everything that he did because it was either, I made it mean so much. And so I just want to offer this to you that when you love yourself and you give yourself what you need, it just frees other people to like care about you or feel about you in whatever way is authentic for them. And it takes the pressure off of all of the things that they do or don't do. We stop trying to like control people's actions so that they do the things that then make us feel safe and loved. And it's just like takes away so much drama from our relationships. And the relationships we typically tend to do this are the ones that are closest to us as well, which ends up being unfair to them. There ends up being a bunch of, you know, assumptions that we make or expectations that we have of people. And then when they disappoint us, we make it mean, you know, that they don't love us or that we're not lovable or we're not worthy or whatever. So I really, this is like of the three, I would say this is the main one that I want to drive home is that when you love yourself, you let other people just be. And likewise, like we want other people to love themselves that way. I don't feel like I have to go around convincing people that I think are totally amazing how amazing they are. So it kind of cleans up your relationships. I guess we could call it that. Helps them to be more clean, more healthy, more honest. And uh, yeah, it's not their job. It's your job. And number three, this is a quick podcast. I think that's how I'm going to keep them from now on. Just quick and dirty. <laughs> Maybe that'll help me get them out more often is it's infectious. So kind of similar to what I just said, like when you love yourself and you 
like love is an action word. So when we like love somebody, we do things, we say things, we treat them with love. So when you love yourself and you do things and treat yourself in a way that you would if you loved somebody, it gives other people permission to do the same thing. And, you know, self-care is selfish. I've heard that before. And, you know, there's this idea that, you know, loving yourself can look conceited or look full of yourself or mean that you condone, you know, things that behaviors that other people might disagree with because it's just coming from self-love. But really, self-love is none of those things. Self-love is just you caring about your life, like honestly. And a lot of people struggle with that. You know, like I look back and all of my worst behaviors or kind of the ones that led to the most pain for me were coming from a place where I didn't value myself. And I can see it also in sometimes the people around me, right? Doing things that I look at that and I think, you know, if somebody loved themselves, they wouldn't do that. And that's okay. We've all been there and we're all going to go through that from time to time. I think self-love can also exist on like a, like a, a scale, right? And we're at different levels at times. <clears throat> like sometimes we have more, sometimes we have less. But as long as you're on the scale in some facet, even if your self-love you know, meter is running kind of low, if in your tank it's running kind of low, um, if you always at least have a little bit there, and you're not in the you know scale of self-loathing, then I think you're doing it right, basically. So it's infectious. I love it when I see my friends loving on themselves. I just think, yeah, good for you. And then I feel bolstered and motivated by it. And I mean, it makes me want to love them harder and it makes me want to love myself harder as well. So if you have people in your life that you know have a lot of self-love, like use them as role models, like see what they do, how they act, how they speak to themselves. And, you know, sometimes we need to borrow the beliefs or the actions or the behaviors of the people that we see around us and, and role model it, you know, as role models for us and, and just kind of copy it until we can get to a place where it feels authentic for us. Okay, that's it. I'm just going to end it there and I'm going to move my perfectionist brain out of the way and I'm going to say that's good enough. And I send lots of loving vibes and lots of self-love energy over to you listening here. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend because I'm recording this on a Friday and I'll see you next week. I hope. Okay, bye.